Hey friend, are you looking for episodes that dive deep into your Enneagram type? Or are you searching for faith-based insights that transform your life? With over 300 episodes on the Simply Wholehearted podcast, it's easy to get overwhelmed. But don't worry, friend, I've got you covered. Introducing the curated, personalized podcast playlist that is just for you based on your Enneagram type. So get your copy to help you continue your path of self-discovery and spiritual growth. You can get it at simplywholehearted.com or just click the link in the show notes to get your personalized playlist. And let's continue on this transformative journey together. Hi friends, welcome to the Simply Wholehearted Podcast. I'm Amy Wicks, your host, with another unplugged episode as we kick off the fifth season of the podcast. Here at Simply Wholehearted, we are sharing our journey as we discover how to better love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And even though you might be surrounded by a world of half-heartedness, we hope to inspire you to living wholeheartedly as our friends share their stories and simple ideas of how they practice reach over perfection in their every day. I've been so excited to begin this next season and to share all our newest conversations. And while we've pressed pause for the month of August, I've been doing a lot of waiting. For me, waiting looks like resting, watching, listening, and paying attention to the signs around me. There's so many ways the Lord wants to whisper to me, but all too often I find myself caught up in a flurry of activity and I don't tune in as well as I would like. So thanks to my great friends and wonderful family, I press pause on a few other things like the podcast and practice some simplicity in my life. In short, this time has been really wonderful, and I'm grateful to see the buds of good fruit, but only time will tell exactly what it all produce. So I'm learning slowly but surely to celebrate the small victories of waiting with the Lord and not the actual outcome. I honestly wasn't even sure if I'd have a podcast to release this week. I mean, September 6th was the date I've had in my mind. It's a natural beginning of our new season after the official holiday, which concludes summer. But some of the pieces just weren't quite lining up in my mind. And then sometimes if you wait long enough and let go of your expectations, it comes together just in time. As the guests for this season were lining up, I sensed we would have some deeper hardship stories that we would be sharing. And as a perpetual optimist, I wasn't sure how this would pan out for me, knowing that I still wanted to convey practical, inspiring steps for us to practice. But the reality is life is hard and there are some hard stories and we can be encouraged by them too. I did feel anticipation to see how the conversations would actually transpire and perhaps what theme would spring out of them. It wasn't at all what I was expecting. It was actually so much better. Almost all of our stories we gathered around to share these last 62 episodes have had a clear connection, but it's taken me a while to articulate or sum up the message of Simply Wholehearted. The words simply wholehearted, when you combine them, it almost feels like a juxtaposition. I mean, how on earth a world like wholehearted, can it be connected with simplicity? It's hard. I mean, loving the Lord with our entire being is a tall order. So unless we look to what the Lord is actually acting of us, 
when we read about wholeheartedness, we can think it's a formula or a step-by-step plan of action to follow. But instead, the word of God contrasts wholeheartedness to a hard heart or half-heartedness. Now, recently I've been studying Nehemiah and I've been having so many surprising revelations. I'm sure I'll find a way to share some of them over the coming months. But for now, there was a clear connection made in my mind about wholehearted living as I read the text. So it's about the Israelites coming out of captivity and it's their story and process of rebuilding and restoring the walls, which there's so many connections of what that looks like, but it took their wholehearted response to the Lord and to, to get that wholehearted response, it took a broken heart. So in that connection for me, I believe we need a broken heart over our inability to live wholly unto anything because we are all full of sin and certainly not blameless. And we need that so the Lord can, in his graciousness, give us a whole heart to praise his perfection. I mean, you read about it in the Psalms again and again, to turn or to reach to him with all of our heart. So our prayer then becomes, Lord, find our hearts in a posture of faithfulness. It's about our reach towards him, not the perfection of our outward actions. I think of several stories of healing from the scriptures, those that come to mind when I'm thinking about reaching. There's the woman who reached out to touch the hem of Jesus's garment. She was so desperate yet full of faith that all that was required of her was to reach to him. When I look up scripture and further understanding of the word reach, three words stand out to me, mostly because I think it has to do with the season I'm in. But those words are release, surrender, and yield. They're each almost synonymous with the definition of reach. So I think sometimes our reach requires first a yielded heart, a posture of surrender, letting go of our ability to fix what we thought we could fix and allowing him to come in our hearts and to do his great work, healing us and making our hearts mended for wholeness. So it's all really about reach over perfection. I think this is what the Lord desires for Simply Wholehearted as we seek to inspire through story and practical resources. For now, this is the theme of our newest season. We're going to explore stories, scripture, books, and maybe even music, which turn our hearts towards him. Regardless if we begin in a place of half-heartedness or a broken heart or even a hard heart, my prayer is the stories will nudge you one step closer to wholeness in the Lord. As you know, this is the beginning of a new season, not only in podcast world, but here in the Northern Hemisphere, fall is just around the corner. As much as I've learned to embrace the freedom and joy summer brings to our little family, I still willingly let those memory makers go for my love of autumn. My husband and I joke around back and forth this time of year because as much as he loves fall, he has a hard time letting go of summer. Y'all should know I think he's a wee bit crazy because as an arborist who works side all day, sweating profusely for hours and hours on end, he still likes summer best here in the Midwest. 
it's almost like he's unfazed because <laughs> even after work, he still goes for, out for a run when it's wicked hot. He has fully embraced summer and for him, knowing winter is around the corner after fall makes summer even harder for him to let go. I do try to remind him of the cozy nights around our wood burning fireplace, the holidays, our birthdays, but all he can think about is the drab freezing days of January. And he's right. But I just love fall enough and there's enough joy in the burr days to get me through the winter season. So whether we like it or not, I remind him we need to celebrate all that summer held for us, which was really good and rich, and then let it go so we can embrace the coming season. Now that's easier said than done, especially for my kids who approve of the summer structure compared to the structure of fall. I've already shared my change of season, which happened about a month ago, as I felt led to say no to a lot of good things to make room for some better things for a season. And seeing the beginnings of good fruit has been enough to remind me of seasons past and how changing things up has led me to practices which deepen my relationships. There are things like switching my time to walk, which did seem like I was giving up something good in order to produce, but instead my perspective has shifted and I've seen how creating with him has given me a sweet time of connection with the Lord I wouldn't have otherwise had. Coffee with Jesus has also looked differently for me lately as well. Our conversation is more educational, and he whispers to me as I sort out names and dates from heavy text. There is less journaling for his eyes only, and more typing on the keyboard. Another relationship changes with my kids. My deep conversations happen with them before I drop them off at school, between music lessons, dinner, homework, drama practice, all the things. And then I try to reserve a few more words for when I'm typically too spent to connect during bedtime routines and all those hours afterwards. I know these days will fly by all too fast if I don't sip and savor the season I'm in and let the hope of next season or the memories of last season dull the joy of this moment I'm in. I have to be willing to learn and receive the goodness of God in my actual here and now life in the season I'm in and not always be waiting for the next season and the next things. Now, you know, I'm preaching to my own heart here. It's so easy to get caught up in this life thinking that I will enjoy my life better when my kids do this or when this happens with my job or when I finally get married or my spouse does this, but those days may never come or they will come And our hearts have already birthed a new longing, which take our eyes off the joy of the season we are finally in. My word for my heart, and possibly yours, is to find the goodness of God today. As you pull out the pumpkins and partake of all the autumn delights, I invite you to take some time to reflect. Reflect on the goodness of last summer, and maybe even the things that were hard, what you had to overcome, or what you desire to do differently next year then write it down. I know you think you're going to remember, but I promise most of us are going to forget. And as you take note of your experiences, it's also a perfect time to pause and think of what's to come. How do you want to see it unfold? What is the area of your life which you want to see growth? And what does it look like to say no to some good things in order to say yes to great things? Of course, the seasonal template I've shared before is available to download in the show notes. 
And if you'd like to have some help jotting down the answers to the questions I asked, that PDF might be perfect for you. Or you might have already been able to answer those questions in your heart. So I encourage you to sit and think on them a little bit more and write out some hopes for the coming few months. We can only excel or grow in excellence one thing at a time. It's like art. We can't express all the mediums at once. And we could try, but I don't know if it's going to turn out exactly looking how we want it to be. So I believe with a little bit of intention and if we give ourselves to the study of a practice or a few important things in each season, eventually we can become an expert in many things. As I've pushed pause this season to decide what I must give my intention towards, I've also allowed myself to take time to ask, what if? What if I stop producing what I think is measurable in order to produce something immeasurable? Waiting, watching, and winning in the ordinary. I'm taking deep breaths and exhaling just because and not until anything except unto the Lord. Before I wrap up today's Unplugged episode, I want to tell you about some exciting guests and our new podcast features coming in the next few months. We're going to try them out, so give us plenty of feedback to let us know what you like and what you don't like. So this summer, we created three months of meaningful moment calendars. So that was for June, July, and August. I really had a ton of fun being challenged to not only come up with ideas, but also try them for myself. Now, these were really focused on creating meaningful moments with your kids, just maybe in the five to 15 minutes that you would have already with your families and, you know, try out something that would build up spirit, mind, or body. So my goal is to now give you three meaningful moments to try out for yourself each week. And since you know my thing, you know, again, the spirit, mind, and body, I'll share one for each aspect of our lives. My hope is that these will spur you on to create more expressions of beauty in your everyday for yourself and with the ones you love. So this week, as we create meaningful moments of our, so this week, as we create meaningful moments for our spirit, I want you to take a minute and affirm yourself maybe a friend or someone you love about how they added beauty to the day. It can be anything big or small, tangible or intangible. Just take a minute to celebrate the beauty. And for your body, I want you to think about an art medium you used to do or always wanted to try. Uh, For example, mine used to be pressing flowers. In high school, for some reason, it was either all the craze or I was just crazy about pressing wildflowers. And I used to be able to get ones from our front yard that my dad would plant. And eventually after I pressed them for a long time, which back in those days when I heard that it took like three weeks, I was like, that's forever. But I eventually would turn them into bookmarks or other pretty little things. It was fairly easy to do. And it was just a fun way to create beauty. So I think I'm going to try to collect a few things before they die here. It is September. I know we're, you know, fading out of the growing season but I'm gonna try it out and show my kids how it works. And for your mind, I want you to ask yourself or someone close to you, what if you could have any artistic talent? What would it be? What would you do? All right, you notice the theme here? (laughs) Well, I can't always promise I'll be spot on with a great theme, but like you, we will see what this season unfolds. 
Also, as promised this fall, I'm trying one new idea about my pursuit of Enneagram coaching. I have been taking the course from Beth McCord. It has been awesome reading all the books and just diving into learning everything I can. So we will be offering an ask your Enneagram question spot as part of each episode. So I might give the question, the Q and a at the beginning or at the end of the show, or maybe I'll pop in the middle, not likely, but this is just an opportunity for you to submit your questions to be answered about the Enneagram. It's really going to be easy to give us your questions. So you can just put your question or questions on the link that I'll provide in the show notes, or you can message us on our socials. This week, our Enneagram question is from Sarah in Kansas City. She asks, what do you say to a person who doesn't want to be typed? Ah, this is so great. Thank you, Sarah, for asking. And you asking the question lends me to believe you might be a specific number. But I say never let anyone else type you. The Enneagram is way too personal and it's an internal experience. You shouldn't just let someone else tell you what number you are. And even though I think taking a test can really help you narrow down the possibilities, it's really its roots is in story and conversation. And it's about taking the time to explore before you can determine your number. Also, if you're asking this because the word Enneagram freaks you out, that is okay. I can vouch that like anything else, there's some really great teachers and shares of the benefits of the Enneagram. But there are also some twisted and unhealthy teachings of the Enneagram. But I think there's nothing to lose in at least listening to maybe a podcast or a book and to see if there's anything you could gain by finding out more. What I have personally experienced and witnessed is inner healing and better interpersonal understanding. Hey, and if you haven't yet listened to episodes 37 or 38 of our podcast, you might begin there. And where you can hear Beth McCord give some great foundational understanding of the Enneagram. All right, last but not least, I've got to share about some of our upcoming season five guests. Wendy Pope and Tracy Miles are not only both real life friends and Proverbs 31 speakers and teachers, but they've both happened to come out recently with their newest book. It was an honor to get to speak to each of them. And if you want to join an online study group right now for the fall, Tracy Miles' newest book, Love Life Again, is just starting their online study. It'd be a great time to join up. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can learn more. An unexpected favorite guest of mine was Megan Fate Marshman. She was awesome, and I can't wait for you to meet her. Also, Rosemary Jones was diagnosed with a brain tumor. But she is now a mom of six, and she's going to share her testimony of healing in her heart and mind. Moism is bringing her superstar energy to share her newest book, Sex, Jesus, and the Conversations the Church Forgot. You will not want to miss our newest episodes that are headed your way. So hopefully you've had plenty of time now to catch up on the last 62 episodes, and you're ready to join us next week as we continue on our journey to living simply wholehearted.